When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. All right, San Francisco 49ers fans, welcome to the Reaction Show, the 49ers Rush podcast, and it's time to celebrate. And we're going to move on eventually, and we'll talk about you know the upcoming week and all those things, but we don't even know who we're playing yet next week. Let's enjoy the hell out of this game. This is amazing. 49ers come out in dominating fashion and just destroy. <laughs> I, I feel like destroy is almost too nice of a term for what we just witnessed. Yeah, that was bad. It, the score is 27 to 10, okay? 20 to 7 to 10 is one thing. You win by three possessions. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, you definitely won. But that does not illustrate how bad this game was. Uh, start to finish. Now, so much great things to talk about. A couple bad things to talk about. I think we all know what those are. We'll spend some time on that, but I don't want to mention that in the early part of it. I want to focus on the good real quick. And if this is your first time joining the 49ers Rush Podcast, I want to say thank you. Um, what an absolute blast of a game. Please hit subscribe and like wherever it is you listen or listening to. That helps us out a lot. But wow. Um, you know, we go into the last drive of the fourth quarter, and the Minnesota Vikings had four first downs. They had four first downs. The 49ers got four first downs on their opening drive. <laughs> That's the disparity between this game uh, for the 49ers and the Vikings. And it wasn't just offense. It was defense. It was special teams. The huge turnover on the, the punt, which was huge by Raheem Mostert. Uh, so many great plays. And, you know, let's just real quick take a quick snapshot at a couple team stats that tell the story, okay? Uh, first downs. 49ers had 21. Vikings had seven, and again, three of those first downs came on the very last drive versus backups, okay? Then, uh, third down efficiency. Vikings were two for 12. That's a big reason why. Total yards, 308 for the 49ers, 147 for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, get into sacks. 49ers had six sacks, two turnovers. They had an interception by Richard Sherman, and then they had the fumbled punt return as well. Um this game was so one-sided, and I am just so glad to be here and celebrate this with you guys. Thank you so much for joining me. If you have questions and you want to talk about something specific in the chat, just tag me. Put at John on there, and I think we're going to have a lot of people with this, so it's going to be rough to stay ahead because the way the program works, after we get so many comments, the chat disappears. Um, but Niner by Nature, thank you. You are exactly correct. That defense was scary. We saw two defenses for the 49ers this year. There was the week one through eight defense, which held teams to about 15 points per game. Then we had the weeks nine uh, through 17 defense that was averaging about 25 points per game, almost 10-point difference. What a difference a week off makes. That bye week meant everything. One, D Ford, who we didn't think was going to play all week, comes back out and is D Ford. Um, you know, it's so funny, you know, 
Twitter is always overreactive, and I, I'm I'm guilty of that as well. Uh, but a lot of people were saying, "Oh man, you know the D Ford sign and trade that was just an awful front office." But no, it wasn't. That was a great move. <laughs> he, 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 we see how great our team can be with D Ford, with Quan Alexander, both additions in the offseason. We see that, and once we got them back, we saw it immediately again. You know, D Ford goes out there. He has one tackle for loss, and he has one sack, but he changed everything. He changed everything. Two quarterback hits on top of that. He changed it all. And Nick Bosa, I can't talk about any defender without talking about Nick Bosa. Um, Just all-world performance today. Two sacks, two tackle for losses, one pass defense. He drops at zone coverage and man defense against (laughs) Dalvin Cook, one of the better receiving backs in the NFL, and gets a pass defense. He breaks the ball up. Um, you know, second in the team with six solo tackles, that dude, MVP of the game on the defensive side, hands down goes to Nick Bosa. Um, and you know, let's just stay with this and let's, let's talk about MVP on the offensive side, because this goes against everything that I have been harping on all season, but I'll eat crow on this one. I don't mind Tevin Coleman who, needless to say, I'm not a fan of, goes 22 rushing attempts for 105 yards. He averages 4.8 yards per carry for two touchdowns. Tevin Coleman, over the last five weeks combined, averaged 1.8 yards per attempt. Today, Kyle Shanahan said, look, this defense is great that we're playing against. That's awesome. Everybody's picking them. That's awesome. We're going to shove the ball right up their rear end (laughs) where the sun don't shine. And that's what we did. We just ran the ball through their souls. They had no answer. You know, it seemed like the Minnesota Vikings entire game plan was take George Kittle out of the game. They ran bracket coverage on George Kittle every play. So what was the response to that? We're going to use George Kittle as our lead blocker and create better, uh, blocking lanes in the run game. And it worked. Um, yeah, you want to take our best player away? That's fine. You know, Kittle didn't do much whenever you look at the stat sheet uh, with receptions and whatever else. He had three catches for 16 yards, but what he was able to do in the run game, it's it's invaluable. I uh, can't wait to break down the film this week because uh, I'm, I just want to do a spotlight on George Kittle every play when we do the offense because the film work's going to show how key he was. He was blocking one-on-one with Everson Griffin, probably 20 plays in the game, and guess what? We didn't hear Everson Griffin's name really at all. What he was able to do was special. It was, it was nuts, okay? So shout-out to George Kittle and shout-out there to Tevin Coleman. That is huge as well. Uh, now, um, as we go through this, yeah, Akello Witherspoon, there it is. Uh, he got spooned. <laughs> he got spooned. The opening drive of the game, okay? Let me let me open up my defensive notes. Uh, opening drive of the game, we get a tackle for loss on second down. We force a three and out, which there were so many three and outs in this game. Um, then, you know, things we go down and score. Second drive, defense is out there. Touchdown to Diggs. Um, yeah. First thing, Akello Weatherspoon called for pass interference, first down. Then he gets beat on a slant, first down. Then he gets beat on a fade route where it should have been a pick six or at least an interception. He just falls down, uh, gives up the touchdown play. Um, Akello Weatherspoon gave up more first downs than the entire 49ers defense. And to put it, <laughs> here's what's crazy. Once Akello Weatherspoon goes out of the game, we get three and out. Three and out, a five-play, eight-yard drive for a field goal. That was after the touchdown. Then we get the Sherman interception, three and out, three and out, three and out. That's what happened after Akello Witherspoon went out. Then the last drive of the game, um, we pull Richard Sherman. We move Raheem Mostert, or sorry, Emmanuel Mosley to the left corner spot. To uh, Sherman's out of the game. They put Akello back in. Guess what? First down, the first play he's in. Uh, you can't make it up anymore. And Kyle Shanahan was asked in his press conference, did you make the personnel decision to pull him? And Kyle Shanahan did not let the person finish their question and said, yes, I did. <laughs> and then he backtracked trying to build up a Kello Weatherspoon's uh, thing. But Kello's done. There's no doubt who the starter is moving forward. And Emmanuel Mosley had three third down stops on his own this week. Um, that was nuts. 
Uh, what an absolute great game, uh, start to finish, dominating fashion. You know, the last five games for the 49ers have gone down to the wire and have been that kind of like uh, heartbreak whatever. Uh, but this game, absolutely not. It was wonderful, uh, start to finish, just dominating fashion. It was 7-7 seven to seven halfway through the first quarter, and after that it was over. Um, Vikings could not do anything. They couldn't do anything. A uh, couple questions real quick. Wally Llama at John, you like that? <laughs> and the Kirk Cousins, you like that? I love it, man. Uh, send them home where they belong. And, you know, I put out uh, a tweet, which is such a weird phrase to say in and of itself. And I just asked a simple question, you know. I did the prediction episode, which I'm going to go through here soon. Um, but I, I just asked the question, you know, how do you handle... Um, all the people that talk trash and call me biased and living in a dreamland, all the Skull fans, all the Vikings fans, uh, how should I handle that? Do I go back and respond to those people calling me, you know, all, all kinds of names and all that stuff, or do I just let it go? They lost, they're done, their season's over, just let it go. And actually, 66% of you guys said, cash in those receipts, go get them. Only 33% said, let it go Elsa style. Um, and that, that's all, up to 258 votes, and it's only been a few minutes. So uh, we'll see how that goes. I'm usually not the super braggy type. I might brag on here to you guys, uh, but I'm not usually the guy that wants to rub it in somebody's face unless they're disrespectful. Once somebody opens up that can of disrespect, then it's like, all right, you're asking for it. Now you're going to get it. Um, anyway, we'll see. I'm going to sleep on it before I <laughs> respond there. And, yeah, the 49ers had six sacks. I'm um, seeing the question here. From every third stroke, awesome title. Four sacks in one game. How many did we get in the last six games? Uh, don't have that information right off the top of my head. But, yeah, we got six sacks today. Uh, two sacks on that final drive. One by Zettel and one by Bosa again. And we're in the freaking NFC Championship. That is awesome. And so a couple things. Uh, we get an extra day's rest over whoever we're playing. Uh, we play the winner of tomorrow's game. Green Bay, and the Seattle Seahawks. We play whoever wins that. Uh, obviously, we want to play Green Bay. Hopefully, everybody understands that. We don't want to play Seattle. You don't want to play a team three times in one year. It's just tricky because you understand each other and your tendencies so well. We match up better versus the Packers as well. The game's going to be next Sunday at 3.40 Pacific time. Um, so, and also, oh, man. You know, the last podcast and the prediction podcast, this is huge. You need to hit the bell, okay? Hit the bell if you're on YouTube or Twitter or Periscope or Twitch or wherever you're watching this or listening to this because here's what we're doing. We're starting to do a lot of giveaways. And I said whoever predicted the score correctly first, I'm going to send you a 49ers Rush podcast T-shirt on me. And sure enough, we had somebody predict 27 to 10 on the spot. Now, the person that predicted it correctly – was not watching the live feed. He put it in the comments. Nobody in the live feed got it correct. So, uh, it, again, it's the first one that gets the answer correct. We'll do the same thing next week. But that's Kendall Moore. Uh, he predicted it 27 to 10, the first one to do so in the comments. So just want to say shout-out to Kendall. Uh, go ahead and reach out to me at 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman. Uh, we'll get some information. I need to know your size, address, where to send it to, all that stuff. I'll get that sent out to you. So um, congrats to Kendall Moore. And if he's not listening to this, uh, he's listening to this. I, Kendall's a good dude. He, he listens all the time. I know Kendall. So uh, we'll make sure to get him what he deserves. Um, now, let, let's get to just a couple of more questions real quick before we jump into some more analysis because – we're going to be here a while, okay? So just take a break, take a deep breath, soak this in. The 49ers are in the NFC Championship, and uh, we just won our very first game at Levi's in the playoffs. Absolutely wonderful. This is awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> thought you couldn't wear that hat, David, uh, David says. So I got to talk about this real quick. A lot of you guys know I broadcast games live on the Hot Mic app, uh, which has been awesome. Well, guess what? Maybe we got too awesome. The NFL reached out and asked us to have a sit-down meeting in New York at the NFL headquarters. 
So that's happening Tuesday. Unfortunately, I cannot fly out with my other job. I'm still a teacher, uh, a <laughs> full-time teacher as well. But uh, the CEO of Hot Mike is flying out there, and we're trying to work something out with them. But uh, they asked us to not broadcast live during the game. And so, unfortunately, uh, I definitely cannot fight against the NFL, nor do I want to. Uh, I'm trying to enhance their product and help them out, but we will see what comes of that. So on the broadcast, the Hot Mike broadcast, I can't wear uh, 49er stuff. This is my broadcast. I'm wearing this stuff. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe they'll bring this up in the in the thing too. So, David, yeah, that's why I can wear it on my own individual podcast. But whenever I'm broadcasting the games live and providing play-by-play and stuff like that, I cannot. So, uh, yeah, hopefully, and you know, if you guys joined us on the Hot Mic broadcast in the past, I'm hoping to have that up. I'll, I'll give you guys intel as we learn throughout this week. I, I didn't get notified until late last night about 1130 um, the NFL reached out and basically said no. Uh, but anyway, I'll keep you updated. We do have a Ronnie Law autographed jersey that we're going to give away on the next broadcast, and for some reason that doesn't come about. I'll find a way to get it to somebody uh, for free. And I want to make sure that ends up in the hands of faithful. So, uh, yeah, sorry about that. And again, all my hot mic people, I was the most pissed off person ever. Um, it, will it be up tomorrow? I doubt it. Again, our appointment... Um, Mr. Toontaz7 is on Tuesday in New York, so uh, we'll see. Uh, hopefully we get that straightened out. I guess it's a good thing. Uh, you know, I, I guess it's good to be on their radar. I don't know. Um, maybe it's a bad thing. <laughs> They're just going to say no more from us, but as long as we're allowed to talk Niners, we're going to be here, and if they do shut that project down, then I'm going to find another way to get the best 49ers content out there. That, that's that's our number one goal. Hot Mike is one of the avenues we can do that, but uh, we're going to find a way. And if you want to hear my everything that I do about the game, uh, as soon as the video is loaded, um, NFL Game Pass, and we get the coaches tape, Again, as always, just go check the comments. You got to join, guys. Uh, it is growing. It is insane the amount of support we have gotten over on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com and look up 49ers Rush Podcast. Join us over there. You get access to the entire offensive and defensive film breakdown. It's over an hour each. You get to see the all 22. You get to see the behind the center. Uh, you get to see it all. Offense and defense, it's two separate things. We do it every week. And in the offseason, we break down um, draft prospects, and we do full draft uh, video breakdowns and scouting reports over there. Again, patreon.com. Look up 49ers Rush Podcast. It's 8 bucks a month, and everything that is spent on uh, all the pledges that come through on there, they all go to the podcast. I don't take any of that home. That is just to create apps, develop new stuff, um, get an editor, website stuff, mic, all this stuff. Uh, everything that I'm doing, it just it's support there. So if you just want to support the podcast, that's the best way to do it. Patreon.com. Uh, just type in 49ers Rush Podcast. Uh, so Hot Mike will not be open tomorrow, unfortunately. All right, from Nick, why is it that we can't punch the ball in the end zone when we're in the red zone? Um, settling for field goals leaves the door open for opposition. And, you know, if we talk about what the Vikings have been able to do uh, this year, they have allowed the third fewest rushing touchdowns all year. Uh, they do not allow people to rush in the end zone. We were able to do that twice today, however. Um, so, you know, if we look at the total red zone stats or whatever, you know, the 49ers got into the red zone five times and they scored three touchdowns and settled for two field goals. But at that point, you know, the last one, I think we would have went for it if it was close. But the field goal getting to 17 points made it a three possession game. And that's what was key. You know, you're up 14 points. If you get a field goal, it's 17. So no matter what, they have to score three times after that. So there's really not that much of a difference between 17 and 21 whenever you were that late in the third quarter. Uh, I, I do think Kyle Shanahan would have went for that um, that last one if it mattered. But I, I don't think it did. Um, but you're right. It, it is hard. And that's been one of the criticisms of the Kyle Shanahan offense um, since he arrived in San Francisco, since shoot, since he was in Atlanta, that's always been an issue. Super high um, yards per rush until he gets into the goal line. Uh, it's just what it is. Uh, from Mr. Superfly, do you think we just eliminated one of the better NFL defenses? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I don't think that's even a question. Um, you know, Seattle and Green Bay, I think Green Bay has the better defense. But neither of those are elite. You jump over to the AFC. The Ravens have a very good defense. I think the Chiefs have a very good defense. 
I think that the Tennessee Titans have a good, uh, very, um, how do I say this? They don't make mistakes, the Tennessee defense. It's not a great defense, but it's very sound, very sound. And then the Texans, not so much. Uh, with J.J. Watt, they have a great front four, but outside of that, it's it's kind of a hodgepodge. Um, so if they get pressure, they're the best, but the Texans, if not, and there's no question who the best defense left in the playoffs is. There's zero question. It's the 49ers. That performance, because here's what's happening. Every team watched that game. All six teams watched that game. Perhaps not the two playing right now, but everybody saw it. And you put that on display, and you showed everybody, look what we can do to you. And they did it. I love that we returned to our weeks one through eight defense, and it was all about personnel. You know, you get Tart back, who made some key plays. You get Quan back, who is freaking a beast. You get D Ford, as I've said from for way too long, is the most important piece that we got back today. I love Quan. Uh, he would be my team captain. But as far as impact players, D Ford brings an added element that nobody on this team can do. And now all those players have a week under their belts. All of them do. So they're going to be just fine. <laughs> they're only going to get better after this game. So excited. And I'm telling you this. I don't care who the 49ers play. And I know I'm all hyped up on emotion right now. And I'm on a post-game high. I don't care. The 49ers should be favored in every game. I don't care who they play. If it's the Ravens, don't care. 49ers should be favored by four. If it's the Chiefs, I think the 49ers should be favored by six. After that, it's it's an even bigger drop-off. And you can say whatever. Don't overlook teams. Whatever. Don't care. I believe this team is special. I believe this is the most complete team in the NFL. Uh, yes, I know the Ravens beat us um, in Baltimore at the last second of the game. I think we're a better team than they are, and especially whenever we're healthy as we are now. We didn't have all of our pieces then. And Robert Sala, uh, let, let's pause for a second. Robert Sala made a lot of great adjustments during the first half of this game. That hasn't happened. We haven't seen that all year. Making adjustments in the first half of the game. That was special. We were so much more multiple. Um, you know, we were guests. Sometimes we crashed our end uh, to stop the run. Sometimes we kept our end, Eric Armstead or Bosa, out to stop the boot, play action pass. And we were hitting on point. And we have not seen that many multiple defensive calls all year. So I do want to say shout-out to Sala. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan had to step in and kind of go over Sala's head, which is the head coach's job, whenever it came to Akello Witherspoon. You know, Robert Sala would stick with Akello Witherspoon to the death. Um, you know, Kyle Shanahan had to pull Akello versus Seattle. And uh, Kyle Shanahan had to pull Akello this week as well. So uh, that's huge, j uh, just to say the least. So, yeah, we are definitely the best NFL defense, and I would say the Vikings would be number two out of everybody that's left. Um, let's see here from Luis. John, all week long national media was picking against us. Awesome. I love that. Let them keep picking it against us. They don't even watch the games a lot of time. They sure as hell don't watch defensive and offensive game film, coaches film. They just talk because they understand if I say something stupid or hot take-ish, Skip Baelish, Stephen A. Smith, they have ruined sports journalism, um, then everybody will click on them and we'll talk about them. Don't pay any attention to that. Just understand every time somebody from CBS named Pete Prisco or whoever the hell that is picks against the 49ers, which he's done I think eight times in a row, let them. That's fuel for the 49ers. They love that. Players will use whatever they can to get an edge, and you can't get comfortable. So the more hate, and guess what? No matter who we play next week, whether it's the Packers or it's the Seahawks, everybody's going to pick them too. Oh, yeah, the 49ers were great last week, but Kirk Cousins chokes in the playoffs. This is Aaron Rodgers. This is Russell Wilson. They're way better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think the edge goes to them because of experience. That's what they're all going to say. That's great. Guess which quarterback has two Super Bowl wins? Yep. Did he play at them? No, but he, he was there. He's seen it. He knows what it takes. And Jimmy G looked great today. Um, 
Yeah, so again, super hot fire in case you missed it earlier. The Ronnie Lott jersey will be given away at a later date. Um, we got shut down or at least asked <laughs> to go negotiate something with the NFL. Uh, so, yeah, we will find out Tuesday. We have a meeting in New York at the headquarters. Uh, we'll figure that out uh, soon. So, sorry about that. We still have the Ronnie Lott jersey. We will be giving away all those who entered this week. You are still eligible. You are still entered in. You won't have to do anything extra. We will let you know further details about that okay but we agreed into a par- partnership with our sponsor that we'd be giving away on a broadcast and i asked them what to do they said just hold off and wait they gave it to us so i want to honor that uh and hopefully we can work with them in the offseason so we can get you more memorabilia yeah uh, only one person gets the jersey but i want to get you guys more stuff um yeah so anyway take that for what you want um angry potato awesome screen name mostly being in for witherspoon felt so much better did you hear the crowd Whatever you saw, 23 on the sidelines and number 41 coming in at right cornerback. Everybody went nuts. You felt the energy just back on the field. And shout out to the faithful, you know, for the very first playoff game, um, you know, all the way back. It's been there for a few years, but this was it. This was number one. And they go out and do a great job. So loud. Every time you saw, you know, (laughs) Kirk Cousins was holding his ears, holes closed just so he could try to hear. Great job out there. Uh, The fan, this was the best it's ever been. It was the best it's ever been at Levi's. Um, The fan involvement and interaction and crowd noise, that's what home field advantage is about. Cannot say enough for the faithful. That was wonderful. And I know they're only going to be better next week, um, especially if it's against Seattle. But, um, Also, let me say this, for all the faithful out there who have to sell their tickets for whatever reason, weddings, kids, all that stuff, put your tickets up now. (laughs) Don't wait until tomorrow. Sell your tickets now, and here's why. Yeah, you can get more money if you sell tomorrow. I'm not buying your tickets. Um, But if you sell it today, it guarantees, or before the game ends tomorrow, it guarantees that a faithful will buy it because Green Bay fans aren't buying tickets yet. Neither are Seahawks because they don't know if they're going to win. So sell your tickets either today or tomorrow to guarantee that that stadium, Levi's, is full of faithful. We don't want to sell it to the enemy even if you get an extra 30, 40 bucks a ticket. Don't do that. Uh, That's not who we are. Uh, faithful then faithful now it's not money it's not faithful then money now that's not what it is you're going to make money you're going to get a crazy markup on whatever your seat license is just go ahead and put that out there today before kickoff okay because we do not want whoever it is to play we don't want packers fans and we don't want seahawks fans for sure inside levi's so please if you're going to sell your tickets please do so before the game concludes tomorrow uh that would be huge help us out help the team out um that's our house. Let's keep it that way. Let's keep it that way. Uh, John, do you think Spoon played his 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 lazy down, his last down in San Fran bar to injury? No, he got put back in <laughs> in trash time. But that is the only time he should be playing. Um, I think you reevaluate moving forward, and you want to create a competition in the offseason. But no, you have to give the starting gig to Mosley. Now, Kyle Shanahan and Robert Sala, whoever the DC is going to be if Sala is gone, um, you want to create competition. So you tell them it's an open competition, even if it isn't. Uh, but yeah, Spoon is it's bad. It's really, really bad. Juan, um, Juan Perez Jr., we're a different team with our starters. 100% correct. Um, only non-49ers fan understand how deep and underrated this team is. That's huge. We have so much depth now. Um, you know, the fact that Akello Witherspoon is our backup is huge. Um, <laughs> the linebackers, we put Aziz uh, Al-Shahar, he was inactive today. He was starting for six weeks straight. Now he's inactive. Like, that's what we're allowed to do with the people that we have back. Um, we are too deep with starting experience across the entire secondary, right? Outside corner, Akello Witherspoon, I don't like him at all. I don't mind him as a backup. Uh, hopefully, whatever. Safety position, I don't care if Tarvarius Moore comes in. I don't care if Marcel Harris comes in. Linebacker position, all right. Aziz, um, Elijah Lee, Mark Mazocha, I'm fine with those guys. All have starting experience. Defensive line, Basically, your first backup for all four positions is um, Solomon Thomas, who had a decent game today. Sheldon Day made some good plays. The defense is stacked. There is depth everywhere. Offense, a little different story. 
Offensive line backed up, tight end backed up, fullback backed up, wide receivers, no backups. Uh, that's really the only position. And, I mean, you're talking about Nick Mullins, you know, worst-case scenario for the quarterbacks. Gosh, I'll take BDN any day. Uh, dude's a beast. And you like how I abbreviated that. Uh, I know some younger fans listen, and if you don't know what that is, that's okay. You can ask your dad. Let's make it awkward. Um, and he's just going to claim he doesn't know what that means, but he knows what it means. That's okay. <laughs> anyway, Niner by nature. The Niners defense only allowed six first downs. The NFL record, okay, they flashed this up on the screen. The NFL record was five first downs in the playoffs. In playoff history, the, the fewest ever. Uh, the 61 Giants had five first downs. The 2000 Ravens had five first downs. The Giants, uh, and then here you have today, six first downs. That was nuts. And what made it even crazier, the 2000 Ravens won the game. That was with Trent Dilfer at quarterback. They won that game despite only having five first downs. Ed Reed got a touchdown in that game and a couple turnovers as well. Um, now what I want to do, I want to jump down and, man, let's go over our bets, okay? <laughs> bets of the week with mybookie.ag. If you haven't signed up with them, you need to do so soon. We still got a little bit of time and some more 49ers betting. Use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, and uh, we're going to get paid this week. One, um, you know, we went one for three, which is rough. Uh, just on the 49ers prop bets, but I love our uh, teaser bet that we did already. Uh, we said San Francisco to score more than two and a half touchdowns, got paid off on that one. I thought Mostert would get a little more involved in the passing game, but because 49ers blew out so much, they just ran the ball. <laughs> they didn't have to throw the ball at all. So we missed on the Mostert receiving. So uh, we got one for two there, and we've got a big payout pending. So we took the 49ers, which covered. Now all we need to do, um, I took both favorites, the Ravens and um, also the Kansas City Chiefs. So if they hit, we're getting a big payout there. Please head over there and bet with us. We're going to have new bets next week. Um, I might even have put out a couple prop bets for tomorrow, which I'm going to tweet out. So if you want to follow me, at JL underscore Chapman, i got a couple prop bets I've been looking at um, that I'm going to put down. I'll share those with you guys as well. Again, head over to mybookie.ag, the number one sports betting site in the world. They got it all. If you want to bet on the national championship game, that's there as well. Uh, I'm, I'm taking Clemson. Not that you asked, but whatever. Um, use promo code 49ers, 49ERS. You do that, they're going to double your initial deposit. And they are the easiest, most friendly website out there. It's very easy to use. And if you struggle, just... Uh, Hit me up on Twitter. I'll be able to help you out. I help people out on there all the time. Uh, but once you figure everything out, it does just fine. But whenever we go to our game predictions, you know, that we talked about on the last episode right before the game, you know, we do our scouting reports and all that stuff. Here's what I got, okay? I'm going to read you word for word what I put down. This is what I typed out. This is what I said. You can go look at the previous broadcast. You can go look at my Twitter feed. I bragged a little bit. Um, here's what I said. D Ford, Quan, and Tart makes the defense look like weeks one through eight. Return of the sacks and three and outs. Both those things happen for sure. Sherman will finally get targeted and he will make them pay. Look for two pass breakups or an interception. Guess what? He had a <laughs> interception and a pass breakup. Nailed Sherman on that one. That's a, that's a weird phrase. Shouldn't say that. Dalvin Cook will be held to under total. 80 yards, 80 total yards, which uh, I was way off on that one. That should almost be counted as a miss because Dalvin Cook, he was leading the NFL in rushing uh, throughout most of the season. He goes nine rushes for 18 yards. That's a 2.0 Tevin Coleman-like <laughs> yards per carry. Tevin Coleman was the MVP of the offense. I'm just, I should have said that. Tevin Coleman was amazing today. Anyway. And then he goes in the passing game. He doesn't do much else. Six receptions for eight yards. That's it. So I said he would be held under 80 total yards, and everybody, all the Minnesota Vikings fans, they went off on me about this. And they kept saying, you don't watch this team. You don't know what they do. All that kind of stuff. You're underestimating this team. And not true. <laughs> I, I, I overestimated them. Because uh, what they did, he went out and put up 26 total yards on 15 touches. Absolutely amazing. Um, I did say Moster and Brita would go off, and I was wrong and kind of right. 
Uh, I just Brita was the only one I missed on. If I would have said Moster and Coleman, I said they would have 160 total yards between them. Guess how many rush yards Tevin Coleman and Raheem Mostert had together? 163. I, I I was off three rush yards and just mixed up my running backs. It's what it is. I did say Jimmy would throw three touchdowns. I was wrong on that one. Um, they rushed and just got safe at the end, but they did get close, and I said the 49ers would win 31-23. to 23. I was off on that one as well, but I hit some key predictions there, which I, I kind of feel proud about. Uh, my predictions haven't been the best whenever I called out specifics throughout the year, um, but I do feel good about that. <laughs> I just left the Vikings chat room. This is from John Perez. Um, <laughs> that had Spoon as their player of the game. That is freaking amazing. Thank you, John. So I get it. <laughs> Akello Witherspoon was the player of the game for the Minnesota Vikings. I think that is correct. That is wonderful. I know I'm a little behind in the chat. Love all the people that we have here. Please hit subscribe. Really do enjoy it. We do four podcasts a week here. We do two play breakdowns, um, offensive game film over an hour long, and defensive uh, game breakdown, film breakdown over an hour long on my Patreon account. And I will let you guys know if Hot Mike gets up and running again. I'm hoping it will be. But again, uh, waiting to hear back from the NFL on that one. Um, yeah, Spoon is gone as the starter. That is 100% uh, <laughs> correct. He is done. Um, oh, look at Steve. Appreciate this. Uh, maybe they should offer you a position on the broadcast. Uh, so someone who knows what they're talking about, much appreciated. That would be a dream. But uh, I'm kind of happy teaching right now. So they're going to have to – I don't think I can walk away from teaching yet. Um, that's going to be a rough one. Uh, hopefully this podcast continues to improve to the point where that's going to have to happen. Uh, but I've got to I've got to be involved somewhere outside of just sports. Uh, maybe I'll get back into coaching or part-time coaching. I don't know. I'll figure something out. From Zel- Zelicious, uh, I'm sure I said that wrong, tweet of the day. <laughs> yeah, I let my emotions get to me right after that Akello Witherspoon um, touchdown. Because here's what happened, okay? We go out and we force three and out, and I, I kind of recap this, but let me walk you through John Chapman real time, what's going on. Um, I have four chats open on four different apps. I'm talking to my writers and the video interns and everybody that helps out with the 49ers Rush podcast. I'm talking to a couple friends, just texting. I've got the Twitter chat open. Hot mic got shut down, so I'm on that as well, and I'm just bouncing around. Plus, I have six pages of game notes that I'm typing during the game. So once something happens, I jump over to Twitter, uh, for those of you that follow me, and I type, all right, first, first doubt of the game, given up on a pass interference call from Akello Witherspoon. Before I can hit send, he gives up another first down on a slant route. So then I delete that. Okay, that's back-to-back first downs given up by Akello Witherspoon, one on the pass interference, one on the slant play. Before I can finish that, it's a deep bomb touchdown. So then I delete that, and I just type, and I'm going to abbreviate here, and I this is a quote from Zalicious, uh, quote, get him the F out of there, uh, close quote. Didn't even say his name, and it was all caps, which I was shouting. And uh, unfortunately, you know, I put a lot of tweets out there today. That was the one that got picked up the most. Uh, maybe it, it <laughs> expressed the sentiment of the 49ers uh, fan base because, man, it, it was rough. And we've all seen it. We've all talked about it. And before, like, here's the deal. I even put this out there several weeks in a row. Here is the amount of targets and receptions and passer rating allowed by Akello. Here's the same thing by Mosley. Night and day difference. No way Akello Witherspoon should start. Then later on we find out, guess what? Akello's starting. Then I say, this is a massive mistake. However... I am now the biggest Akello Witherspoon fan out there. I hope he dominates. Tevin Coleman, case in point. I can't stand Tevin Coleman. I can't stand the way he runs. can't stand his attitude and his lack of understanding of game situations. But whenever he is in the 49ers uniform out there, I'm his biggest fan. Will I criticize him? Hell yeah. I am not the person that's just going to rosy cheeks kiss everybody and tell everybody, oh, it's okay, he's a 49er, he's one of our own. No. I come from a coaching background where you keep it real. And you tell people, look, you're not doing well or keep doing well. That's it. Here is where you are not doing well. I'm not just going to say somebody sucks uh, and then not give any backups to it. 
My MVP for the offense today is Tevin Coleman. I don't like Tevin Coleman, uh, but he was there, and that is huge. And so as I'm typing that out, I just got to the point where it was like, all right, yeah, I'm kind of being whatever. Uh, it just uh, it really, really bothered me a lot. Uh, now, I did put out a tweet, which was probably should take that down as well. Here is the question. Who is worse, Akella Witherspoon or Kyle Williams? And now here is the voting. 391 votes have been received. 55% voted for Spoon. Ugh, Kyle Williams, that just hurts. Just thinking about it hurts. Uh, but you know, you go back to it and sure enough, you know, that it, it's fresh on the minds. I'm pretty sure Akello will lose a lot of percentage because we won the game and he played awful, but we still won the game and gave up one touchdown. We're all right. Uh, need to get past it, need to be okay with it, but it's what it is. Now, uh, the only kind of bad news from this game, two minor injuries, uh, Mark Nazocha got a stinger on that huge hit on special teams off the kickoff. Uh, man, can we talk about how terrible Mitch Wisnowski is at kicking off the ball? He's a good punter, uh, <laughs> great punter. He sucks at kicking out. He cannot kick the ball out of the end zone. And we lost a lot of hidden yardage on kickoffs because the Vikings were able to return it at will. And so, man, we I don't know if we could try Robbie Gold. I know he's old. Maybe he just doesn't have the leg. But Wisnowski sucks as a kicker. He, he just does not have the leg. He needs to be a punter only. Um, but anyway, uh, so Nazocha got a stinger. He's going to be all right long term. And Mostert went out with a calf late in the game. Um my guess is that was mostly precautionary. The game was already in hand. The, you know, he, he goes down there and makes perhaps the play of the game on the punt, uh, fumbled punt. Mostert does a 60-yard sprint as the punt gunner, gets down there, recovers the fumble, then they keep him in there and hand him the ball. <laughs> he did a 60-yard sprint on special teams, gets a turnover, the freaking starting running back, and then <laughs> he has to carry the ball after that. Uh, that was pretty special. Uh, not a lot of players in the NFL can do that type of thing. Um, man, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I really do think, though, that this team, you know, if we take a step back and kind of look at the big picture, this is a signature moment because we move now from, okay, they're really good but young and inexperienced to, well, damn, with these guys just put on a clinic. The Vikings are the same team that went into the Superdome last week and won. They had five first downs. Five first downs all game against this defense. And then if you change over to the offensive side, it's not like the offense had a bad game. They controlled the, the clock 38 minutes. Time of possession to 21 for the Vikings. Um, they just went out there and did their thing. <laughs> Passing, you know, they went 11 for 19. Nothing special there. Had a lot of drops. Kendrick Bourne had two drops. Um, George Kittle had one drop. It wasn't a good pass. but And they tried to take away Kittle. And it kind of worked for them. But when they did that, they just opened up the run game. And that's all we needed. And I love how Kyle Shanahan just leaned. He just leaned. Once he got the, the, the lead, he just leaned on that defense and was fine with three-yard rushes. He was fine with it and just taking all the time in the world off the clock. You got to love that. What a freaking awesome game. Um, and again, before uh, we got a couple more things, I want to get to some more questions. I'm seeing the, the chat is just flying up here, and that's a great thing. So if you got a question, make sure you tag me. I want to get that get uh, to you on that. But uh, before we jump on some more questions here, I uh, do want to say thank you to our, our second sponsor of the podcast, BlueChew.com. These guys are awesome. Blue like the color, C-H-E-W.com. And here's the deal. It's the chewable form of the active ingredient that's in Viagra and Cialis and all those things. And so if you're having any type of struggling whatsoever in that area, you got to go to BlueChew.com. They're the best. It's the fastest acting because it's in chewable form. You can take it at any time so that whenever you want to be ready, you are ready. You can take it on an empty stomach. You can take it at night. You can take it in the morning, literally any time. And the best thing about it is this. It's discreet. <laughs> you don't have to worry about anything. You just go to bluechew.com, use promo code 49ers49ERS. 49 You're going to get your first shipment for free. You just got to pay five bucks for shipping. And it goes through a checklist online to make sure that it is going to help you. You don't have to go to the doctor. You don't have to face awkward encounters. And then they ship it to your house in a discreet package. 
It's super cheap, and it's effective. It's awesome. Uh, again, it's the same ingredient that is found in Cialis and Viagra and all those things. So BlueChew.com, head over there, and you're going to figure out what's best for you. It's super easy process. And again, if you use our promo code 49ers, it is going to be free. <laughs> Your first shipment's free. Uh, try it out. See if you like it. It's 5 bucks for shipping. That's it. And then you can kind of go from there and see what you like. But BlueChew.com, just want to say thank you for their support. It helps us out a lot. BlueChew.com, uh, uh, promo code 49ers, 49ERS, uh, <laughs> Niner by Nature. Robert Sala won the Browns coaching job. Yeah, this was asked to Kyle Shanahan during the press conference. Do you feel like you just lost your defensive coordinator? And I think it's a legitimate question because it's down to three. I, I think there's three finalists for the Browns job. Um and we saw two of them today. Obviously, Robert Sala and then Stefanski, the offensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings. Now, if you were just looking at this game, you'd say, oh, yeah, Robert Sala completely. Stefanski crapped the bed. But I don't think so. <laughs> um, and I don't think either one of those two are the leaning for the job. I would put Robert Sala third. Josh McDaniels is there interviewing right now, today, as we speak. So... I would say Stefanski and Josh McDaniels are kind of neck and neck. If you remember, Josh McDaniels is from there, and you know, he's a whatever shady guy, whatever. I think the 49ers are going get, to get a keep, Robert Sala. I, I really do believe that. Um, so, But they did ask Kyle Shanahan that, and Kyle Shanahan said, well, I really hope they don't decide their choice off of one game, but uh, it's what it is. Um, <laughs> if Sala gets hired as the Browns coach, how do you feel about Wade Phillips? I love Wade Phillips, but... We run a different scheme here, and I don't want to change our scheme. I want um, whichever defensive coordinator we get to run the cover three. I love Wade Phillips as a person, as a coach, as a play caller. He's awesome. He's great. But I do not want him as our DC because I don't want to change any part of our scheme. Um, I would prefer Chris Kasurik or Woods, uh, our DB coach, or somebody that has coached this system before. That's what I want. Um Orlando, uh, my friends and I started a drinking game. We took an every shot. We took a shot every time we say special. Three fists are already drunk. I've got to come up with a Niners Rush drinking game. A lot of these things I say are uh, so uh, unconscious, I guess. Whatever, subconscious. So yeah, I I, I really need a ticker. And so, like, every single time I say special or awful, uh, I've gotten rid of abysmal. I've deleted that one from my vocabulary. But you guys know me better than I know myself. And I'm flowing off a script slash notes slash questions, all this stuff. So uh, I want you guys to start letting me know what my words are. <laughs> it, it's almost like therapy, right? Like, uh, I do say this too often. So I, if somebody out there wants to create almost like a bingo card, or just get me a list of words I say way too often. I mean, this is like, I think it's episode number 220 of the 49ers Rush podcast. And I know a lot of you guys have been there for a lot of it. And if you're listening to the Hot Mic broadcast and you're a Patreon member, you're getting a lot of John Chapman, <laughs> which I kind of want to apologize for. But it's been a fun journey. And I, I think it is a huge compliment whenever you guys can pick out the uh, special words that I use too often, which is awful or could be abysmal. Um, JP, you see the Jamal Adams tweet? I did not. Um, he said it would be a DB's dream to play with a D-line like ours. Well, I tell you what, it's not Akello's dream. <laughs> and a lot of people said Akello, the reason why it was, you know, he's been playing so bad is because we haven't had a pass rush. Well, guess what? We had a pass rush today, and he was still awful. And I do agree that, you know, it's it's the chicken before the egg argument. Is it the pass rush that makes coverage great, or is it the coverage that makes the pass rush great? I think they play hand in hand. Uh, you look at the Richard Sherman interception, that was on like a two-and-a-half-second drop, right? Uh, they weren't... They do help each other. There's no doubt about that. But we saw amazing corner play and safety play, and we saw awful secondary play as well this game. So you could take both of those. Uh, Sean, who do you think takes the spot if Sala goes to Cleveland? I'd say Kuserik or Woods. Uh, those would be my two bets. Uh, David, Prisco is trash. 100% agree. Um, 
Yeah, he's he's bad. He's trying, and it, I don't hate the what he's trying to do. I think he works really, really hard. Pete Prisco of CBS. I think he works really hard. And, you know, he's been with CBS for a long time. I like his personality. I think he puts in good work. The problem is he's been – the NFL has kind of used him a few times where he's trying to catch up to that kind of Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport, whatever, news-breaking guy, and he's been caught on a lot of bad information. Um, but uh, – no ill will against the guy, but he definitely hates the 49ers. And make him eat his words. That's all I got to say. Cash in those receipts. If he's professional, you can go after him. Uh, just random people on Twitter, that's a different thing. Uh, and whenever I say go after him, just tweet at him like, hey, way to go, smarts, or something like that. Don't make it personal. Um, anyway, from Raul, haters are always going to hate regardless what the Niners do. And I've made peace about it because I don't mind. <laughs> they don't matter. I am with you, man. 100%. Um, Chris, uh, John, I'm worried about Matt fumbling three times. Oh, my gosh. I, I tweeted this out towards the end. Matt Breida is doing everything he can to get off the 49ers. Um, talent is there. Scheme fit is there. Everything's there. Ball security has not been a major issue for him his entire career. And he has, I think he has four fumbles over his last, like, 25 carries, something like that. And he lost a fumble there at the end. That's got to stop. That has got to stop. Um, so, yeah, take that for what you want. Ugh, yuck. Um, Robert, does Tennessee pull off the upset tonight? I don't believe so. I just don't think. Maybe I'm wrong. I think they're about to kick off here any minute, or maybe they already started. Um, but, yeah, man, Bosa. Oh, can we talk about Bosa and that injury? Uh, it was it gets a sack, and he had a player come down on the back of him and just knock the air out of him. And, you know, I, I tweeted out, Bosa gets the sack, but he's down. And I'm like, I think he got the air knocked out of him. And it's it's the air or broken ribs. It's one of those two things. And he rolls over, and he's down for a minute. Kyle Shanahan even said, I think Bosa's milking this injury. <laughs> he said that laughing after he knew. Uh, he was joking, whatever. But you see Bosa laying there on his back, and then finally you see him kind of grin, and you see him mouth the words, I'm good, I'm good. And then he jumps up, and everybody goes nuts. The air came out of the stadium, and he started just hamming it up a little bit. You got to love his personality on the field because it, it's it's contagious. It really, really is. Um, he plays with an all-out motor, and that catches on everywhere. You got to absolutely love that. So, man, guys, I cannot say thanks enough. This has been a blast. Uh, <laughs> we're going on almost 50 minutes now, and I just want to say thank you guys. Really do appreciate everything you've done for the 49ers Rush podcast. Um, <laughs> the NFL's mad at us, so <laughs> let's just keep going and keep growing, and I can't say thanks enough. Um, make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you listen. Hit that like button. Please do so. We got a couple articles in the work that are going to be up on NinersRush.com. Head over to that website if you haven't already. We got a lot of great writers, a lot of great videos, a lot of great content up on there. As always, the My Patreon page, please go over there. Uh, it's huge. 49ers Rush Podcast at the Patreon page. Eight bucks a month, the Frank Gore tier, and you get all the co- uh, you get everything. You get it all. It's eight bucks a month, dollar a video, uh, year-round draft content, football 101, coverage schemes, uh, game film, everything you could want. Um, that's over there. So please do that. Thanks again to BlueChew.com and MyBookie.ag for the continued support of the podcast. And we will be back. And celebrate this. <laughs> Wear your Niners gear proudly to work on Monday. And uh, just all those people that have been talking trash, uh, just say, hey, how you doing? Uh, but until next time, uh, stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.